Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, like I said at the beginning of Mass, we got a, a sort of twofold celebration this morning. We're celebrating the feast day of uh, one of my favorites, Pope St. Leo the Great. And uh, we're celebrating Veterans Day a day early. So, any, raise your hand if you're a veteran who are with us this morning, our veterans. That is awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Uh, so awesome. So real quick, a word about this, this saint, and then a, a real quick word about, um, about Veterans Day. So Pope St. Leo the Great, first of all, I care about him a lot because he was my patron uh, for confirmation. He was also my, uh, my, my mom's dad's, that was his name, my, he's the, uh, the namesake of my, my maternal grandfather. Um, pope St. Leo the Great, he was, pope in, uh, he was elected pope in the year 440. Uh, you don't get the title The Great uh, for nothing. He was an incredible, extraordinary man who faced down some serious barbarism that was coming into Rome. He faced down a marching army, uh, but kind of single-handedly, historians tell the story that as this army was approaching the city gates, as it was approaching Rome, the old St. Peter's, the, the Holy Father, Pope Leo, he comes out on the steps of the, the, the basilica and starts walking towards this army. And the, the story goes that the army, the, they saw behind the Holy Father up in the clouds, they, got, they caught a vision of the heavenly army that was on the side of the Christians, and they just made a 180 and marched in the opposite direction. Historians today still don't really know why they didn't sack Rome. We Christians know that's how it went, right? The, uh, they caught a glimpse of the angel army, which is pretty awesome. Pope Leo the Great facing down a barbarian army by himself. He faced down some serious uh, heretical thoughts that were brewing at the time. Pelagianism, this idea that we save ourselves. Uh, another strain of thought called Manichaeism that said that the material universe, the material world is bad and not good. That the whole goal of the Christian life is to break free of this material world, uh, which is just not true. That's not Christianity, right? Because if that was true, then the incarnation, the word becoming flesh would be blasphemy, right? God loves matter so much that he took on a body to redeem all flesh. So the, uh, the gospel the church gives us today to contemplate Pope Leo the Great is this, of course, this conversation that Jesus has with his disciples 
as you're coming into this region, Caesarea Philippi, he asks the question, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they give their response. Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, who, by the way, all of those people are dead uh, when they're answering this, which is pretty extraordinary, right? And he says to them, what I think is perhaps the most significant question that any of us could actually respond to, but who do you say that I am? If you're a student of Sacred Heart, this question should be pretty familiar because this is the theme of the year that uh, we've been soaking in, this question, who do you say that I am? It's a twofold question. Right? It's a question that Jesus is asking us that we have to give a response to. One way or another, our life will give a response to that. Either you are Lord, which means you get everything. I lay my life down for you who laid your life down for me. Yes, you are the Lord. And I submit to your kingship. I submit to your lordship. Either that's who we think he is or we think he's someone totally insignificant. Right? Our life will bear it out either way. We will answer this question either way. But we have to face this question. But like I said, it's a twofold question because we can bring that question to Jesus as well. And I think that is also one of the most significant questions we could ask. Like, Jesus, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? We go through our life and we carry a lot of interior voices. Uh, there's a narrative that's kind of being woven all throughout the course of our life, telling us who we are, making sense of our story. But until we bring that question to Jesus and let him tell us who he says we are, we're going to constantly be wondering and constantly seeking to build up our identity in all sorts of other ways that are ultimately fruitless and unhelpful. He's the one who identifies us. He's the one who grounds us. He's the one who gives us mission and purpose. He's the one who gives us mission and purpose. I was uh, talking to uh, one of my cousins on my dad's side not too long ago, a cousin who was a Marine, and uh, just talking about his time in the service and what that was like. And I've always been so struck by the impulse in the heart of men and women who enter into military service. And I saw this in my cousin, that there is something that uh, you veterans know of the heart of Christ that the rest of us who haven't enlisted, who haven't put ourselves in that way, um, don't know. Like Christ's heart was a heart that said, I have come to lay my life down for others. I have come to lay my life down that others may have life, right? Christ who said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. The word there literally in the Greek is lutron. I came to give myself as a lutron for many, which lutron in Greek means like the ransom money paid to free a slave. It's like saying, I came to be the ransom money to free slaves, to free you. Like there is something in the heart of veterans that know this in Jesus' heart. Like all of our different experiences, we have a different window, a different access to different aspects of Jesus' heart. It's like I think when, uh, just like, like mothers, they have a different access to Jesus' heart than fathers ever will. This is my body given for you. Mothers, you know that in a way that, that we men will never understand that. Veterans, you understand Jesus' heart in a way that the rest of us never will. And for that, it's just an immense word of gratitude this morning. So we honor you. We thank you for being with us this morning. Um, 
and we do the most important thing that we can do, which is bring all of our praise and thanksgiving to God here at the altar. Amen.